Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What is going on, Grinders? It's Chief. Take off my glasses here. We are in the building. It is Take Your Pick'em. It is Tuesday. It's a new month. It's a new day. It is August 1st, 2023. Coming at you here live in the Chief studio here in my home. So glad that I can hang out with all of you beautiful people. It is Take Your Pick'em, folks. And uh, I am elated that you guys have been able to come on this journey with me. This pick'em journey each weekday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, thanks a bunch. Once again, we're going to get this thing kicked off with winning words of wisdom. We've got a good one for you today, at least one that I think is really good. And this was coming from Elaine Ducasi. Elaine Ducasi. Here's what she says. Failure is enriching. It is also important to accept that you'll make mistakes. It's how you build your expertise. The trick is to learn a positive lesson from all of life's negative moments. Good morning, Jeff. Thanks so much for joining me, brother. And I think that's so true, right? In life, you're going to experience some pitfalls. You're going to experience some failures. You're going to experience some moments that aren't pleasurable. But rejoice, folks, because there's sunshine on the, at the other end of the rainbow. There's sunshine after the storm. There are good things coming your way if you just continue to push forward. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. At the end of the tunnel, you can make it. You can accomplish your goals. You can do great things. Don't let the failures or the bad moments hinder your future. Don't let the failure hinder your future. All right, folks, here we go. We're going to get this thing kicked off yet again. Let's go over our recap for last month. For those of you that have been hanging around and hanging out with us, we, we've had a good 
had a good month of July. July, the record was 33-18-1. That was how we finished the month. Yesterday, we got a baby sweep. I'm going to call it a baby sweep because uh, Canning ended up being a DMP. He didn't pitch last night. But if you followed along, you still should have made a few dollars. So Burns, at 18 and a half pitching outs, we wanted less than that projection. We were able to accomplish that. We had Glass now at seven and a half strikeouts. We wanted more than that projection. We were able to get that. We had, And then we had Cannon, of course, at the five strikeouts. We wanted more, but he did not play. If you follow any of the prize picks videos that I put out yesterday, um, we were also able to do that. So we had, we had Gibson facing uh facing toronto we wanted less than five strikeouts that was a push and then we had seth lugo at five strikeouts we wanted more than that and he was able to accomplish that shout out to my man tj zwartz we were on that on the morning grind in terms of getting him in dfs and in the pickham streets and i think we came out pretty good there so thanks again folks for joining us that was the recap for the month of july we are now into august Let's see if we can kick August off with the sweep. If we can continue to stay ahead in August, I think good things will come our way. All right. So first up on the docket, you know, we're going to we're going to go out to the Dodgers. We're going out to the Dodgers. We've got Lance Lynn, who is uh, who is now pitching for the Dodgers. I've got some some interest in Lance Lynn. Now we're going to see Lynn. I haven't seen him on prize picks as of yet on underdog, though, folks. We've got Lance Lynn at eight strikeouts. Now, look, I must say I do understand that he's facing the Oakland Athletics. I'm not saying the Oakland Athletics are some uh, juggernaut team to be afraid of, but one of the things about, about Lance Lynn that I understand, he's he's always been deadly to righties and just average to lefties. Well, he's going to see a fair amount of lefties today. Kemp, Blade, Brown, Thomas, Sorderstrom. Uh, he'll he'll see at least five lefties here. I think that's going to be enough, hopefully, to neutralize some of the strikeouts. Now, look, this team has strikeouts up and down. We've got him at eight strikeouts on underdog. I still think that's a hefty number. Um, once again, like I said, I, I like Lance Lynn. Uh, Lance Lynn has typically been a guy that's had a nice leash. But at eight strikeouts, I think it's in our favor uh, to take less than this particular projection. Like I said, especially with some of the lefties that he's going to see, these lefties have strikeout rates as well, but Lance Lynn, at least the past 30 days, he's been 20% to lefties, 23% on the season. So a lot lower to lefties than he's been to righties, where he's 30% of the season, 34% over the past 30 days, 27% K rate on the season overall. Uh, if you look at what we have in terms of our projections, we've got him at 7.23 strikeouts. Uh, then if you go to the bat, I uh, will up uh, if the bat can cooperate. I was in there earlier. Okay, here we go. And if you go to the bat and you pull up Lance Lynn, you'll see that the bat has him uh, under eight as well. It has him at seven point three eight strikeouts. Uh, and I, and I don't always just lean on our projections. Like I like to look at other things as well. But I do like it when projections and the the, the things that I look at line up, even outside of plate IQ, uh, baseball savant, Fangraphs, things of that nature. When everything lines up. I typically like to go ahead and take a shot at it. So I do like Lance Lynn at eight strikeouts. Which I, like I said, I think that's just a touch too high. If, if if Lynn was at six and a half, obviously we'd be on the over. At seven and a half, mm, I think that's borderline. At seven and a half, I probably would have taken the fade. At eight, I want less than. Hopefully that gives you kind of a, a breakdown of my thought process there in terms of how I would have viewed Lynn in this particular spot, even though it's the Oakland Athletics. I still think eight strikeouts. It's just a little bit too high. So 
uh, with less than an eight, we're going with less than that particular projection. All right, folks, so we're moving right along here. And you'll find this one on both sides currently right now. And we're going out to, to the Yankees, and that's going to be Carlos Rodon. Uh, and we've got him facing the uh, uh, the Tampa Bay Tampa Bay Rays. And with Carlos Rodon, I'm not going to attack the strikeout prop today, although I considered it. I considered the under six strikeouts uh, just because he really, overall, the strikeout stuff hasn't been there generally. Like to lefties, he's still got a pretty high strikeout rate, but to righties, he's only been at 14%. What, what I'm most interested in personally today is the two and a half earned runs allowed. So uh, he, he's got a pretty potent lineup at the top. He's got to face Yandy Diaz, who against left-handed pitching this season, 227 ISO, 20% K rate. Wanda Franco, 203 ISO, 8.3% K rate, 8.3% walk rate, 10.7% walk rate for Yandy. And then the Woba, 414 for Yandy, 389 for Franco. And then if if Harold Ramirez is betting that three-hole, which he probably will be, 234 ISO, 426 Woba, 17% K rate. And they come in behind him and clean up. While Randy does have a 28% K rate, I think that's going to be neutralized today with the lower K rate currently on the season, just currently, uh, to Carlos Rodon sitting right here at 14%. Now, we do, not, we do know that Rodon historically has been a really high strikeout pitcher. I do think he's going to get a little better, a little bit better as the season goes along. We also know that injuries has really hindered him uh, in terms of being, uh, let's call him a true ace at an elite level. He just can't finish seasons. Uh, he hasn't pitched a lot this season, so hopefully he makes it through this game clean. Also, hopefully he gives up those two-and-a-half earned runs that we are looking for. When we look at what he's throwing, he's typically been a pretty high-velocity fastball, still around 95 miles an hour, and he's
All right, friends, we are back up and running. Sorry about that. Boy, this internet really boils my buns from time to time. So uh, thanks so much for hanging in there. We were talking about Carlos Rodon uh, and the fact that he's throwing a whole lot of fastball. We're going to see the um, the four-seamer a lot. This team really isn't striking out that much against the four-seam. They've got three guys that strike out that strike out a fair amount. Like Jose Sears at 64% and Randy Rosarino's at 39 Outside of that, everybody, I mean, really low K rates. Now, in terms of the slider, I always tell people that on the slider, the strikeouts tend to pick up. <clears throat> he is a heavy slider guy. But once again, he's just not striking out righties enough this season for me to be concerned as of yet. So as of right now, we are going to hang in there. We're going to stick with Carlos Rodon at two and a half earned runs. We want more than that projection. All right, folks. So this one, this one is going to be a uh, underdog only. Currently, it's going to be underdog only. And I want to make sure that it's still there uh, because I know sometimes these, these lines move and things change. So I want to make sure we get it. Yes. So we're going with um, – give me one second. Let me make sure. I'm trying to make sure it's still there and make sure my computer is cooperating properly. Thanks, thanks again, folks, for hanging in there with me. Really sorry about this Internet. I don't know why every other day – I feel like I get an internet droppage or something like that. Okay, yes, here we go. Still there. So we're going with Patrick Sandoval. He's at 25 and a half fantasy points. And we want less than that projection. So Patrick Sandoval is facing the Atlanta Braves today. This is going to be a really tough spot for him. And so as a result, I really like this because I don't think Sandoval is going to pick up as many strikeouts uh, as usual. And when we when we look at the numbers here, for Sandoval, we see on the season he's at 18% total, 15% to lefties, 19% to righties. Now, over the past 30 days, we have seen that uh, an uptick in the strikeouts, 25% overall, 10% to lefties, 28% to righties. But what we see, generally speaking here, is Acuna, Albies, Murphy, Ozuna, uh, Arcia, Harris. These guys aren't striking out a ton. And so as a result... <clears throat> We're going to go with less than 25 and a half fantasy points. I definitely think the Braves are going to pile on a few runs here. And as a result, even if he picks up four or five strikeouts, I think he's going to give up four runs. All right, Nick says Sandoval fantasy points are gone. All right, Nick, so let's do this. I'll give you a replacement. We're still going to stick with fantasy points. I think they will come back, Nick. Now they may be, maybe they'll be bumped down to 24 and a half. But or 23, but I think they'll come back. We're going to keep that one in there uh, as long as it's let's I'll say as long as it's 23 to 24 and a half fantasy points, still go with the with the less than that particular projection. Let's still stick with that. I'll give you a bonus. Nick says it's, it's now gone. Let's go with Miles Mikolas. I'm going to give you a twofer on this one, okay? And this this might sound funny. But it's just kind of how this season has gone for him. Miles Mikolas is at four strikeouts. I want more than that projection. Miles Mikolas at 26 and a half fantasy points. This is an underdog. I want less than that projection. Here's the reason why. We've seen this time and time again with the Minnesota Twins. They're going to strike out. But for whatever reason, if they get a guy that just can't uh, um, murder this team, we've seen it with George Kirby. We've even seen it with Kirby. Kirby has nine strikeouts, gives up seven runs. This is what this team is right now. I think Nicholas is still able to get the strikeouts. I still think he gives up a handful of runs. So if he gets five strikeouts, gives up four runs, he's still not going to hit the fantasy points. I think that's I think that's a, about where we land with Miles Mikolas. 
And I think that's how we take down today's pick em slate. I know that uh, the show is a little just disjointed today because of the internet. And I'm super sorry about that. But I really appreciate you guys' support. I really appreciate you guys joining me. We're going to go over our recap and we'll get out of here. We got, got a kind of fair amount of plays today. So, uh, and they're all going to count in the official tally. So, we're kind of starting out the month with, I think, five plays that are going to count in the official tally. So, at the top, we've got Lance Lynn at eight strikeouts. We want less than that particular projection. We've got Carlos Rodon at two and a half earned runs allowed. We want more than that particular projection. We've got Patrick Sandoval at 25 and a half fantasy points on underdog. <clears throat> Watcher and listener of the show, Nick, says that this particular uh, this particular projection is not available. Anywhere from 23 to 24 and a half, we still want less than that projection. If it comes back there, it will count in the official tally. Then we've got... <clears throat> Excuse me, Miles Miklas at four strikeouts. We want more than that projection. And we've got Miles Miklas at 26 and a half fantasy points. We want less than that projection. Those are five opportunities for us today. And you can mix and match those around some of your favorite plays as well. Folks, please hop in the prop shop in the Roto Grinders Discord. Chiefs prop shop. It is free. A lot of people are there sharing great ideas. We want to keep the place positive. And so hopefully you guys will come out and join us. This has been Take Your Pick'em. I'm Chief. Come in with your pockets empty. Leave with your pockets full.